Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. I had a phone call today with people and I said, hey, we're going to lose money multiple times. It's going to happen. It's part of investing. And I think I've said this multiple times in the past few shows and to you, but people have to stop treating their investments like a slot machine. You don't just jam money into it and play it while you're winning. And then the second you start losing, you move on to your next machine. What's up, guys? I'm with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Breedwell. Fucking head and shoulders as a a new... Hey, I let the locks uh, bang today. Let the locks bang today. As I've gone to the gym the last... Like, you know, when you go through phases with your hair that are super awkward or you're just trying to get to like that next stage. Mm -hmm. So I've been wearing hats for a freaking... I I love hats. I I had a buzzed head in November of last year. Now my hair is banging. It's literally banging. Like the front of your hair is 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 banging, just shake, shaking it, shake, shake, got shake, the flow, and I drop the girls off at the gym every day and their little daycare, you know, squad peeps, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we didn't realize your hair was so nice and like, how many times long." I was like, all these, you know, old middle aged moms that are com- complimenting on my hair. So, I don't know what those are called, you know. <laughs> um, welcome in, guys. Whoa. We cover all things stocks, real estate investing, personal finance on this show to help you on your wealth building journey. And today, every Wednesday, we drop this episode. Today is September 27th. And we're going to be covering obviously what happened last week with mortgage rates. What did Papa Pal pump into the market? What sentiment, what confidence or lack thereof did he give investors, the market as a whole? Uh, what Mr. Breedwell and his team are seeing and what the word is on the street in terms of how the market is responding. And I think we're seeing that. We got updates in real estate, some good information that came out with reports this week. Mm-hmm. The debt and lending market, there's some interesting stuff going on there that might be important to pay attention to. Inventory updates, new highs. We got some good stuff to cover with you guys today. If you are new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button on any podcasting platform. And we're getting these up on YouTube now. So finally, 
Tone, I got to give a big shout out. We had a lot of people message in and say how good the production looked, um, taking it to that next level. Uh, so we got some more people cruising over to YouTube and watching it on YouTube. So what up, YouTube fam? What's up, y'all? Um, also, all we ask, if you enjoy the show, either drop us a comment down below. If you're on YouTube, make sure that you leave a review on the podcasting platforms. It's how we, one, get that feedback, too. Just get to organically share this with more people. And of course, each and every week, don't forget to take advantage of all of the freebies that we offer our amazing community. Um, our X-Ray financial portfolio review with Ryan and his team. Absolutely. What do they get, brother? Essentially, when you do the financial x-ray, what you're going to get is you are going to get a full free review of your portfolio. We're going to take a look at any fees that are kind of going on, uh, how you're allocated, what you're doing. Is it aligned with what you want to do? Um, we do reviews of insurance policies. Um, we do reviews of... Um, most of the time we pass it to Matt, but if you have like syndications or stuff like that, we can get that information over to Matt and his team. But we'll put that all into one kind of basket for you. And instead of, you know, a lot of people have all these pieces, we'll put it kind it's of all, cool. I love all, it. all together in a financial plan and show you how it all works. Well, we've had hundreds of our listeners take advantage of yeah, this. So really. if you are one of those people that took advantage of it and you haven't shared this with other people too, right? In your network, your friends, your family, if you got some real value from it, um, you know, that's something that obviously Ryan and his team offer, but we're trying to create more value always for you guys, the listener to connect with us in regards to your money, your businesses, your entrepreneurship, all the amazing things that you have no idea how many badass people are in this community. And as I've been selfish enough to get to connect with all you individually. Now we're starting to create more opportunities for the community to engage as a whole. So if you want to know more about our upcoming events, we just had one. It was our first it was one. Pretty sweet. The Wealth Wine and Dine event in Napa. Um, this is one of the ways that we're creating proximity to all of the amazing people that are in this community. I mean, we had a distillery owner in spirits, real estate developers, multifamily apartment builders, uh, and owners and operators. We had cannabis cannabis owners. I mean, it, there there was three uh, D printing. You know, everything. All kinds of it. It was awesome. And we got to have a world-class day. I got to give you a big shout out, dude. Um, that was pretty fun. I was telling some people... And I've been to Napa <laughs> with you a few times. But I was telling people like, I you know, used to go out to Napa a little bit. And you know, my family enjoys wine. But then there's going to Napa with Ryan Breedwell. It is, it is... Uh, I don't want to pump your head up. But it is a different experience. Your appreciation for the wine, the community, the wine culture... And then just your network. I mean, how many wine memberships? I need to get this on the record. Do there are have? 30 plus wine memberships <laughs> under my name. <laughs> and I'm actually going up in November to add, I think, three more. I legitimately was wondering, like, how does this guy have an infinite flow of wine that I see you gift to everyone? Like, if you see him getting tagged on social media, it's always somebody holding a nice, amazing bottle of wine. And it's often. Because I get a lot of wine too from you. I gave you something. And so going out there, I mean, it was just one bluebird skies, phenomenal day. It's like 85 degrees. We got picked Perfect. up in a diamond stitched luxury leather, you know, Mercedes. sprinter van. We had just, we had, we had foreign shout out music. To Nick. Shout out to Nick and his amazing company. And Nick all Valencia, yep. Napa Valley. If you need a good driver out there, he is amazing. amazing. He didn't even know that we were going to plug him off to tell him. Yeah. Um, but he's just legit. He's a great guy. Nick he, Valencia is our driver. I, I'm all about when you get an experience, you get quality customer service. 
like it just stands out so much and it and it makes the experience that much better. So shout out to Nick and really wherever we went. Grant Long, the uh, hospitality Grant was and Megan Long are the proprietors of Reverie 2 and A&R. They were our hosts. We went to both wineries. Uh, shout out to Dan. Shout we out got to cave, everybody. Austin. Cave tours. We got literally an entire operation tour, a vineyard tour, a lookouts tour. We got to interview Millionaire Mindcast style, mm-hmm. which thank you for getting him there. I got to interview him in their entire operations kind of core. As they were making wine. As wineries. they're making wine, as they're pulling it literally out of the tanks before it's getting barreled. We're, I mean, it was... And it was a Millionaire Mindcast interview. I wish we could have recorded it. Yeah. But with that... We probably could have. We were... uh, I think we probably got pieces of it. Tony, we get pieces of that? I get a thumbs up. We got a little bit of a thumbs up. We might have some pieces of that. We might have some clips. But but that's... Again, and then coming in, you know, as we're literally watching the sunset over this insane grove of planted vineyard off of this deck... The chef is bringing out this fresh farm to fork stuff that he literally harvested out of his garden earlier that day. I mean, it was it was, it was so cool. And those are the kind of experiences that um, my takeaways from this event. Somebody asked, "Hey, how was it? You know, the event, and what were your takeaways being around all those other business owners and what you guys were doing?" And while there was a lot of tactical conversations happening about what should I do with my money, should I be doing this, and mm-hmm. you know investing, I'm dealing with this challenge. There was a lot of that going on. But like my biggest takeaways from the event were experiences are currency. And currency can be exchanged into so many different things in a relationship that allow you to bond and fuse that like connection and value and kind of core memory. Mm-hmm. That is like, in my opinion, a priceless that's a, a currency that's priceless. And so it was really fun to facilitate that. Agreed. With you, brother. Rock on. Well Well, done. And and we should have another one coming up. I'm going to... Fingers crossed. We we talked about doing... We should do one in December. That's what I'm thinking. Um, Well, I'm just making sure I can get stuff lined up. Um, You know, one of the questions we got asked, we were having such a good time. Everybody was like at the... Remember, we were eating dinner. So what if we want to come back and like do it again? Like for the second time in a row, we're like, well, we want to give everybody the opportunity... Um, so, I mean, it's really, it was that good of a time. Hence, we're going to be doing much more Correct. events and rolling out experiences that you, you couldn't have gotten that experience unless you had the connections that Ryan had and were continuing to build out in the Napa Valley, Disneyland of, of, of wine, um, region that you couldn't have got that, you know, going and getting and paying for a tour and getting, you know, the intimacy to not only the experience of the wine and the area, but then obviously you layer in the people and the purpose and the intention for being there, right? Which is connecting, being open, sharing challenges, discussing opportunities, being you know there to get real value and give real value. It, t- it just took it to another level. So we want to invite any of you that want to be a part of that long-winded way of saying one, one to give you guys a little insight of what was you know, uh, accomplished and you know, enjoyed that day, but also to invite you because we know that there are many of you listening right now that want to be around other like-minded people, have a lot of fun, 
and get massive value and give massive value. And those are the types of days and kind of hospitality experiences that I want to bring to the Millionaire Mindcast community. And Ryan and I share in that passion. So if you want more info on those kind of things, you will never see us throwing big conferences and events. It is going to be intimate, world-class experiences for you that happen to have a business and wealth-building flair to enjoy it with. So uh, text the word events to 844-447-1555. Big... um, show up from our Millionaire Mindcast community and a lot of people on the um, email list for the new deal that came out in Houston that um, that partnering with Stagecoach Equity, Kevin Wood. Six plus plus, uh, cap rate. 6.8 cap, which is unheard of. I mean, it's probably one of the... Texas. It's one of the best deals I've seen throughout the entire pandemic. Yeah, quality deal. Uh, Obviously, check with your financial advisor, your tax professional before you get into any sort of deal like that. That is always our disclaimer. Um, But man, what a quality... What a quality opportunity to get some cash flow, to put some money somewhere safe. The market's volatile right now, so it's always good to have little safe spots to park your money. Insurance, real estate, stuff like that. Um, so I was looking through the deal and I said to that to some of our clients as well. It was one that I was excited about. You guys know I don't put out offerings to the community unless it's you know a deal that I'm a part of, I'm involved in, the team is vetted, the deal is vetted, the market is vetted. Um, and you know, putting out quality offerings that will steward people's investment decisions if and should it align with the steps that they want to be taking um, in their investment journey. And Kevin and I did a webinar uh, yesterday um, and really already have seen insane traction with how many people were just... you know, People are being tighter with their dollars. I mean, I'm noticing it, right? One of our headlines today is banks and debt is you know getting more stringent. It's, it's tightening up and seeing how many people showed up um, and engage with the deal. Um, just excited. So if you want to get one more info on that deal or just future upcoming investments that I am vetting right, and putting out to my community, you guys, the Millionaire Mindcast community, just text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. But we're definitely seeing you know, people get tighter with their money with what's going on. And I know we're going to segue here into the... Um, you know, show here on what you are seeing out there in the market right now. What's the feeling based on what happened with the 75 basis points this last week? Yep. You know, the essentially, I mean, there was no surprise to me. Powell said, I mean, very clearly in his Jackson Hole comments, that they were going to have to be more hawkish and more aggressive, especially with the balance sheet roll off, uh, getting aggressive in the middle of September. Here we are towards the end of the month. Um, the market's been, you know, flipping and flopping back and forth uh, in a downward trajectory. The consensus that I'm getting is still that there's going to be interest rate hikes. Um, we'll have to see the CPI print coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm still of the opinion we have an opportunity for that CPI print to, on headline and core, adjust down. I think oil prices being down as much as they are from where they were. Um, should bleed over into other sectors. And that should give us an adjustment down. If we do get an adjustment down, what that would tell me... So we have a good CPI print, right? That tells me the Fed should then maybe say, hey, we're going to raise interest rates, but maybe not by 75 basis points. We're going to raise them by a half a percent. And that would be in line with what I thought was going to be good. Um, I think that the the problem that the Fed kind of got itself into was it's in this rock and a hard spot. 
when inflation was going up and everybody kind of knew it was going up towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, they were saying, no, there's no inflation. We don't need to do anything. And now we have inflation and it's cooling and it's moderating, but they're saying we need to continue to raise interest rates. So I think that's frustrating a lot of economists because they feel like the Fed was late to the party and they're trying to play catch up. And we're the American investor as a the, generally the retail investor is kind of feeling that mostly in their pocketbook or their investments because their investments are down. Wonderful buying opportunity. Um, not saying that you need to take any money off the table per se, but you just got to be more picky in times like this. It's not a time to panic. It's not a time to sell and go into all cash. It's not any of that. It's just a time to be more picky with your investments. Yeah. I think if anything, it's time to be more purposeful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you, you, yeah. You could sit back and maybe you know take your eye off your, your money a little bit because you were out having fun and you were out you know maybe making a grip of money somewhere else and you didn't have to be as you know concerned about what is going on at the homestead but now is the time to get the financial house in order now is yep. the time to go through and clean out the closets and get things dialed in and be prepared because in my opinion you know the next 12 to 24 months i hope i don't think is going to be catastrophic but at the end of the day, there are some variables in this equation that could financially harm a lot of people over the course of the next, you know, let's say, years. Yep. With that being said, I think this is the season of the survival of the financial fittest. With that being said, though, really quick, let me jump in. What do you think is more harmful? Do you think it's more harmful to ride through the storm of a bad market? Or do you think it's more harmful to not take advantage of the opportunity that that said storm provides? Because I would say the latter is more harmful. Well, I was going to say, is this a rhetorical question? Well, that would be because that's how you get the people that said, oh, man, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. Which are also all the people that tell you that you need to sell when the market's down and then get back in when at the top. Those are the worst people to take advice from. But to your point, what is more detrimental, right? I mean, that that was a rhetorical question, right? Because at the end of the day, the market is these types of seasons, if you're somebody, and I genuinely believe I'm somebody that wants to do good with my money. I want to create mm-hmm. more freedom for my family. Ditto. I want to you know, create more impact for the people around me that I get to experience and do life with. I want to have more options and abilities to go out and make a difference in areas, whether that's business, whether that's philanthropy, whether that's you know, in my own life, whatever it may be, to maximize through wealth building and money my own life's experience, right? And I genuinely want to do that for good reasons, with good intentions. And so with that being said, going, if that's my outcome and the game I have to play is in this arena of the wealth building world, all of the, you know, slices of whatever that pie chart of the wealth building game we're all playing looks like, I want to play that game to win. I want to play that game to maximize every effort, every risk, every opportunity that I'm in. And if I look at that as because there are bad things happening, I therefore shouldn't be playing the game anymore. That is a bad mindset that will lead to no opportunity, no abundance. And ultimately, you're never going to be rich and wealthy at the level that you desire because that now is more of a programming issue than it is an execution issue. The program is just not 
wired to have you feeling good about taking the right actions and therefore you won't. You'll probably live in the alternative of fear and not abundance. And that's ultimately what so many people who are good people and do have good intentions feel shitty or bad about playing that game or taking advantage of the opportunities that what we're going to see. Again, this is just my prediction. still think there's turbulence that has to play out and is going to create really great opportunities for certain people and hardships for other. But if you're playing the game of wealth, you have to be willing to play the game by the rules that are presented Mm -hmm. on the board game and maximize what outcomes you get as an individual. And I feel good about that. And I'm excited about that in this next market cycle. Well, so am I. And I, I think that what you were saying is... It is scary though. I'm not going to yeah, lie. It, it's, it's like, oh shit, man. Like I, I feel confident about what I'm doing, but I'm still a little you know, worried. But I'm betting on myself to navigate the waters with the challenges that come with anything in life, right? Yeah. And we've said the growth zone is always somewhat uncomfortable because you're going to be doing something you probably haven't done before. I promise you, I haven't been through this market cycle in this exact way before. But history tells me that it's going to end. And when it ends, the next following 12 months are really, 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 really good. Just like after a cycle in the housing market, it's normally recovers not as fast as the stock market recovers because it doesn't fall as far. Um, I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing the signs of the recovery already starting in the housing market. We start starting to soften at the end of July. And here we are three months into that. And it's already starting to give us signs that people are still confident in housing. I'll digress on just saying that if you make a plan and you've done the prudence to set that plan up and you've gone two months, three months, six months into it, give it time to mature. And if you are three years, four years, five years into that plan, don't hit the eject button just because you're going through your first rough time. If your advisor, if your person didn't tell you that there was risk or whatever, that's how you get the reward. You have to be willing and fair to your money. Like we said before, you've got to be willing to take the risk in order to get the reward. Mm-hmm. Um, in real estate or in syndication, you have to be willing to let go of your money. That's the quote unquote risk there, the opportunity cost. Is this deal going to perform? In the stock market, it's, am I going to lose money? Am I going to lose, go into my principal? There's all these risks, but the wealthy people are the people that take action on those risks and are proactive on those risks and they take quality slices of risk and go at them. And that's why they're successful because they can't get to the places they're getting by putting money in the bank and just sitting on it. You have to take action in your life and it's going to be uncomfortable. But if you continuously do it, even when you fail, that's how you become eventually successful. I wish people could just understand it's it's that simple. It's really, if you boil it down, it's continuously do good things. Don't be afraid to fail until you don't fail. And then continuously try not to fail forward. I mean, you've heard that fail forward before, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, it's really not any more complicated than that, but it gets hard in times of volatility because you get emotional with your stuff. Well, and I think that's, I guess my question to you would be is to me that who you're talking to sounds like um, a first time investor that hasn't been through this season before. Or there's a lot of them. Or it's somebody that has seen this time and time again and hasn't figured out to reprogram their mindset to properly navigate turbulent times. Yeah, and there's a lot of those. There's 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 the majority more of those two types of people than there are the appropriate investor. And the reason why, again, people tend to get too emotional with their assets. They treat them like they're a family member or it's like their kid and they're watching their child drown. And that's ultimately not not what's happening. 
I had a phone call today with people and I said, Hey, we're going to lose money multiple times. It's going to happen. It's part of investing. And I think I've said this multiple times in the past few shows and to you, but people have to stop treating their investments like a slot machine. You don't just jam money into it and play it while you're winning. And then the second you start losing, you move on to your next machine. That's just not how you treat your investment portfolio. It is a, you know, people like it's a regulated casino or whatever they want to say. And to a degree, I think there's some truth in that. But ultimately, the wealthy stay wealthy by being patient in the stock market and letting people, maybe like you, hopefully not, sell their assets and transfer that wealth to them. And then then they buy it at low prices and hold it and make all the money on the recovery. Um, We should be towards the low end or the trough, like I said, of the cycle and, Mm -hmm. and start to come out of it. And I think a lot of economists would agree with that. I'm still hopeful for my November prediction. You'll be, like I said, you'll hear, Uh-oh. you'll hear me first. It's if getting I'm, tight. Uh, if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not all holier, and I don't walk on water. But um, we do have a potential to have a nice turnaround towards the end of this year, or the beginning of next year. And I think the worst case scenario is we got to just hold out until spring. Yeah, I mean, I think. Come 2023, we'll have a much clearer picture of what we're dealing with. Yeah. It feels like. But going back to well, how how can you position yourself to win? I mentioned sir, you know, it's it's survival of the financial fittest. Or it's survival of the fittest zone, right? Is like, what does that mean? I mean, when you look at it in the context of just like life in general, right? Like if you're not prepared for life and what life throws at you, going back to medieval times, right? Like only the serv- the fittest survived the harshest of times back then. And then you look at the evolution, right? Of how that context has shifted and changed. Well, when you look at it in terms of the context of your money, right? And just your wealth building, how can you survive and win in tough times when it comes to what the landscape gives you. And you know some of the things that I wrote down, diversified income. Yep. I know a lot of people in this short-term shift that have had a lot of their eggs or financial, you know, um kind of emphasis based on just one vertical pillar. Yep. And so like if you don't have real diversified income, yeah, it's not going to happen overnight, but make that a priority for yourself is the more income you can diversify and build around you, you're building a moat around your security. So if the market shifts, like I'll just give you an example. I've got some you know, people that I know that have had massive flipping and wholesaling businesses <laughs> and have literally come to a halt. And that was how they made all of their money. And now they're stressing because they don't have diversified income, right? So that's just one example. It could be applied to many of you in your situation, but think about that and make a plan for that. It doesn't have to happen overnight, but knowing that that's a potential, you know, chink in your financial armor, figure out a way to shore that up, right? Get more dialed in on those areas or gaps in your financial plan. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, 
how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Same thing that I'm hearing in a lot of circles right now is in times of turbulence, it's great to have dry powder to deploy and to have cash on hand. You don't want to sit too cash heavy, but you do want to be in a position where you feel comfortable and safe to weather whatever storm and capitalize on whatever opportunity. Clean balance sheet. You know, you want to make sure that you are in a good lendable state relationship with certain people, right? So like having a strong network, having a strong team of people around you, <clears throat> Ryan's on my financial team. I'm on his real estate investment team. Mm -hmm. We have other CPA or tax people on our team, right? Like who's in your financial corner? Who's in your business corner? What does your board of directors look like? It's really important to lean into those people during tough times. Survival of the fittest, right? You better believe those other people are leaning in and sharpening their swords and getting ready for whatever battle they think they're going into based on how their wealth is set up, based on how their business or their life is set up, based on, right? So having the right people around you is so critical right now. So 12 to 24 months, can you elevate and lean in and focus on and be so disciplined and diligent around diversifying income, cashing up and being in a good, stable fi financial state, clean mm -hmm. balance sheet, quality lending and debt relationships, a strong team or board of directors, and really finding ways to network. Because through the network is when you're going to find opportunities by being around other hustlers that are out there in the trenches, figuring out deals and opportunities in their world, your network is going to bring new net worth opportunities to you. And that's where I think this survival of the fittest zone is one of the greatest arenas for weaponizing you to take that next step in your life, in your journey to a whole new tier of luxury and amazingness and abundance and wealth and whatever it may be for you. And I also think it's something that truly is just going to make you a better person. Because I don't know anybody that's been massively successful in life and hasn't been through some shit, hasn't had the moments of doubt or fear in your head where you're literally like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got a pit in my stomach, right? Those moments of fear for the right people, turn them into beasts and make them dangerous and make them in a new you know, position of how they're going to go about attacking life going forward. And I see this being one of those opportunities that I know I'm a little bit more pessimistic on some of the turbulence that's ahead than you are. But I think we both are somewhat balanced in the relativity of that. Yeah. And the fact that there's still going to be a there's lot an, of already happened opportunity. For, already happened for nine months in the stock market. So it just, it just does. I mean, the dot-com bust was a big thing, but I mean, we just don't have market cycles that normally last longer than 12 months mm -hmm. on the bear side. Um, that being said, it can definitely happen. 
That yep. just doesn't normally happen. Yep. Um, that would align us, like I said, right, like with spring, if it was a full, full, full long cycle. And if it's a shorter cycle, November, I think the, um, the biggest opportunities, like, I, like you were saying, are, are, are to be seen and on the, on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's, they haven't, there's, a lot of softening that still needs to happen, especially in the real estate market. Yeah. Big time. And yeah. that's and that's where, again, I'm not as confident in the housing market. I don't think it's going to be catastrophic like I've been saying. But Big I don't, correction. I don't think some of the optimism that... It's weird because I guess it just depends on where who you're talking to and where you're reading the headlines because I see a lot of optimism. I see a lot of pessimism. But at the end of the day... We track the data in the reports. Yeah. Inventory increased nine point nine percent. People are going to buy week. less houses when mortgages are twice as expensive. I mean, it's just a, it's just a bottom. Even if housing, the housing data that came out today was a beat on on home sales. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. People are going to buy less houses mm-hmm. because there's less houses can be afforded. I mean, that's just the pure bottom line. There is a level that people will hit on how much of their income that they can put towards interest their house. rates. 30-year fixed, uh, 7.08%. Oh, eight. I saw 702. Wow. That is, eight. That, that is to some people like shocking, scary. My parents have had 11% mortgage on their house. And, yep. that was the, and then I don't know what it was called. It was like you had two mortgages. One of them was like really tiny and really high interest. And you paid that off really quick. And then you had your regular one that you weren't touching that was kind of baking in the back that still was accruing a ton of interest. My parents have done it. I mean, I, I know the old moniker of like, yeah, but houses are worth less. Well, yeah, no shit. They were making less money. Yeah. I mean, it's like, people, yeah, a gallon of gas was 40 cents. So yeah, it, it, the houses were less because everything costs less. Rents fell for the first time in nine months. That was a shocker. By how much? I didn't see. $10 a month. Okay. So, so, that, so then that was So inflation deal. is completely eating up that discount. Yeah, what does ten dollars do? Nothing. Absolutely. So, but you know what? Again, just another data point to that's keep like flat. in mind. Yeah, that's like flat. New home sales increased to six hundred eighty-five thousand annual rate in August. That was big because the other report we had, what was it? Housing starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also the large, big, big. So when we have both those in line again, that that's why I've been saying I think something gonna, that you. Can, I think it's going to cool though. It is, it is. But something, cool and I'm not saying drops. that it's not going to not cool, but something you just can't discount is the U.S. consumer. They are unwavering. <laughs> is it unwavering or... Gangster? Uneducated. Or both. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of uneducated people, but almost, it's like a double-edged sword. It I mean, is, right? You don't know what's bad for you if you don't know what's bad for you. This is true. So, I mean, like, you know... People are going to buy tobacco and alcohol and that's going to make those areas and they're going to gamble when they get stressed. I mean, like those are, those are, I think what aren't those the three recession proof industries? hundred percent. Was it, it was what gambling, alcohol, tobacco, and gambling, gambling, especially crazy. And especially, I mean, in California, we have prop 27 and 28 or 26 and 27. And those are going to, legalize sports gambling at Indian casinos and then legalize online gambling for regular casinos. Um, just for sports betting though, throughout the United, throughout the United States. People California. love their sports betting. <clears throat> I love sports betting. I think responsible sports betting is a great revenue and tax generator. And people are more willing to pay the taxes on that because they're doing something they enjoy. Yeah. 
So maybe if we had all that tax revenue coming in, maybe we could lower or get rid of some of the other taxes, like the 34 cents per gallon we're paying on gas. Ridiculous. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity on the horizon for um, for California potentially. Um, I don't think we're going to flip the script on on Newsom or anything like that, but we have a potential. We have a decent candidate coming up that's a good Republican, uh, Brian Dale. Uh, he's on. Did you see the ballot come out where Gavin Newsom didn't put his picture any statement? It's like, yeah, I'm just running. He knows he's a shoo-in. Uh, exactly. He knows he's got all the base he needs to. He's got Nancy Pelosi. He's got. He's got Granny he's got Auntie Nancy. Pelosi. Dude, Pelosi is an absolute. Did you see she got booed off of the stage oh, in at, uh, Texas? Yeah. No, it was I in New York. It... And I think it was at, New, it was or maybe it was in Texas. I thought it was in Texas. Either Texas or New. No, I don't know. But she got booed off stage. I did see. And I think it, it was I in New York City, but I could be wrong. We'll have to have tone like be on our lookout for that. What, what is it? Is it New York? Was it? What do you guys think? Should we get some of these uh, like videos and clips up on the screen? And when we're live, yeah, that'd be great. When we're live, for sure. And we'll be doing. When are we doing live? Do we want to talk about this on air? Anthony's smiling because he's like, yeah, I've been asking this question. I thought we were doing it starting next. We were going to start, obviously, this month, which that obviously didn't happen. I thought we were going to do it next month. Yes. We are going to start in October. As you can tell by the solid base. Yeah, because I'm going on... uh, I'm going to be gone this next week in the Grand Canyon with no cell service. So we're going to have to figure something out. What are you doing down there? Uh, Going on a little backpacking trip with my, uh, my mastermind group that I've been... Oh, the the dudes. My, my weekly yeah, call, which yeah. is the the eight of us. Yep, just the eight of us. So that donkey will be fun. Back and when we Did you find ride. anything, Tone? Nothing good. Nothing good. You doing donkey back down there? It was New York Music Ooh. Festival. See, you know what? I think people are just tired of her. I, you know, me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, moving well, on. Politics right now is is a Whack. whole nother topic. But with that being said. I wanted to get your thoughts on this final thought, which was the U.S. gained two and a half new millionaires in 2021. Yeah. How many of those do you think it has lost <laughs> in 2022? I guarantee you we're going to have a, a number bigger of millionaires lost than, than I wish we could. It's going to be like we went, we gained two and a half to lose four. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people that lost a lot of wealth this year. Uh, I feel very blessed that my net worth has definitely been impacted. I'm sure your net well, I know your net worth to a small degree has been impacted, but it's just part of the game. Part of the game, folks. It goes up and down and up and down, but in a long trend, it goes up. Um, that's the real why estate when it's side, down, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, that's why when it's down, you buy so you can add to while you're down and then go up. Just averages your internal costs on everything down. Um, the... The shocking thing is going to be a lot of those millionaires that are going to be lost from that list are um, Gen okay. Xers and uh, mm. millennials mm. because they made their money in the stock market and then they lost it all because they didn't know what to do. Mm. It's going to be crazy. Hence, why you reach out for a financial x-ray and talk to the boy, Mr. Breedwell. I'm here for you. The man himself. Guys, if you enjoyed today's show, be sure to uh, like and subscribe on YouTube on the podcasting platform. Drop us a comment, leave a review. Uh, you can always text in to 844-447-1555. Any of our offerings that we have for our community, there's going to be some resources and value sent right back to you. So if you want to get on my credit investor or deals list, text the word deals. If you want a free financial x-ray, you can text the word x-ray 
to that same phone number. If you are looking to get on my new text letter that we're launching um, each and every week, we'll be sending out a text letter to you guys with all kinds of cool resources, what I'm reading, what I'm up to, what some of things we've been working on, what we're excited about. Um, you can text the word notes to 844-447-1555. And probably I would say the thing that I'm selfishly most excited about is our events, like the intimate yeah. events. We're going to be doing more Napa stuff. We're going to be coming up with some different trips and things as well. Mm -hmm. And um, this is going to be a way for you to really connect and get around other high net worth, successful entrepreneurials, you know, entrepreneurs, um, other like-minded business owners and investors that uh, want to have some fun doing and some we cool experiences that we're going to put on. We want to see y'all come see, out, visit yep. us. The, I will tell you this, and we we promise we are not profiting off of the cost. Oh no, we it? lost money, Mr. Brito, Actually, on, on the, the last, last one. one we lost but it was money. epically worth Whoever it. Whoever did the finances on the last one, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time and, and that's the type of experiences that we want to create. Because what I can tell you is the relationships I walked away from there and, and what bonds were created from that investment into the experience and making sure that every dollar went into creating an epic yeah. world-class time for the people that were there is something that will pay dividends Forever. for the lifetime yep. of those relationships. The memories and so if that's great. something that resonates with you, come hang out with us for come a on. day. Events to 844-447-1555. With that being said, guys, big shout out to each and every one of you who've been reaching mm -hmm. out who've been taking action, who've been sharing, collaborating, and really just leaning into your finances right now. Um, and not only that, but I think, you know, leaning into all areas of your life because you realize that, you know, the finances are what often create a lot of fear and awareness for people. And then they start realizing there's way more areas of growth and opportunity in their life that are just as important as their finances. But sometimes the finances are the catalyst that wakes you up. So with that being said, keep putting in that work. Keep tuning in each and every week. We'll see you guys on next week's episode. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is, you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your axe, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals, be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing, and to have a whole, a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR. 
to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. 